The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome everyone to Intuitive Connection. Today, we have another guest and one that I'm really, really excited about and have been trying to connect with for like, it's been months, right? (laughs) It has been all about divine timing. (laughs) It's been a journey. Yeah. We've had a lot of almost connections and today we finally get to get the job done. And I'm also really excited about the topic that we're going to talk about today, which is toxic relationships and how to navigate those because that's a topic that so many of my clients struggle with. So I'm really excited to introduce Jean Atman. And Jean is a soul evolution and energy medicine specialist. And Jean, I just, I really want you to explain what that means <laughs> and welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to finally have the stars align <laughs> for Yay. us. Yeah. My work really is asking people to tap more deeply into who they are at their core, at their innate sense of self. And we are sort of, you know, we come into this incarnation with all of these these belief systems and experiences that we have that tend to define our current experience. And so I teach people what's underneath that. (laughs) Kind of let's look underneath the surface and see what's really going on deep inside so we can make changes to our lives of, you know, elements that we're maybe not be happy with just living within the limitations that we've been living in. I love that. So I teach people kind of how to get out of their own way. (laughs) And that's that's something that a lot of people ask for support with, right? Because it's like, you know what to do. We talked about this a little bit before we got on the call. You know what to do. You've read the books. You've talk to people like you and me. And then you're like, but wait, you know, nothing's happening. Nothing's shifting. Nothing's changing. Right. So when somebody says that, right, they're stuck in a relationship or they're stuck in a situation and they feel like they know everything that they need to know and yet nothing's moving. What do you tell them? Yeah, it's a really common place to be. And because as a humanity, we tend to live in our headspace. We tend to have information. So we read the books and we understand things conceptually. But until we actually embody that energy, things cannot manifest here in this physical plane of experience. So 
what I've been um, really teaching that's coming through so strongly lately is we all have these innate programs within us, but those programs get sort of shrouded by all the belief systems that we have from our parents or grandparents, experienced teachers, you know, et cetera. So those pieces are sort of hidden underneath. And so when we can get into those places and find out who we really are at our core and activate that energy, we can then start to actually make changes here in this plane. But there's a sense of a disconnect between, you know, consciousness and embodiment of things. So unless we're grounding the energy in, we're really missing a main component of making change and creating or manifesting here in this life experience. Yeah, I love what you said, because I also think a lot of people think, a lot of people think I could actually stop there. But (laughs) what I was going to say is a lot of people have this idea, right, that change happens from your brain, from your mind, and they try to figure out the solution. And I think what I hear you saying is you have to feel into it, you have to live it. Correct. Absolutely. And especially now where there's so many changes coming and we're moving into a whole new experience, basically a new earth right now, where there's not a lot of structure that exists here yet. So we're trying to move in a direction where we can't see yet. So it's really asking for how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel within this experience? What sort of sensations do you want to have as opposed to strategizing our way through? Because that really isn't available to us anymore because it doesn't work anymore in the new plane. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I think it's definitely timely, but I also think it's my understanding that when you are wrapped in one conceptual structure, so you understand the world from a particular perspective, belief systems, yada, yada, like you can't think your way out of that. Right. Because that's all (laughs) you're going to know. And in order to shift that and up level and find a different way of understanding things or being or living, you kind of have to let go of knowing. Absolutely. And that's a scary thing because people don't know what to do with themselves (laughs) at that point. Yeah. So what, what do we do? How do we behave? You know? Right. But life will show you. Life always shows you. And again, I love the second part that you said is, how do you want to feel? Because that's Mm -hmm. the energy that you're going to draw in, and that's going to be your guidepost moving forward. Yes. I love it. And I mean, if you think about it, you know, thoughts, the conceptual, the mental body is really, really almost taxed at this point. (laughs) It's overextended. It's kind of burned out. You know, we really need a break from that. But when you can start to filter the information that feels resonant or true to you, start to embody that feeling, you know, those thoughts then create your emotions, which creates your frequency. And so how our frequency is kind of being managed here will dictate what we draw in within this experience. But if you're missing that and you're disconnected from the whole kind of spectrum of that that process, you're really um, limiting yourself to only top level superficial experiences. But if you really want to get into the really good core yummy stuff <laughs> um, to embody that and let your frequency shift, you know, and that's why energy clearing is such a vital piece of my work. Because if you're not shifting your energy body, you're really still kind of being challenged with the mental body, the emotional body. But when you plug into the energetic body, it's like a more complete level of shift. So that's why that's, you know, such a vital piece for people. And they can do that through meditation, through, you know, assistance from someone doing energetic clearing. There's all kinds of ways that people can really get into their own energy. But with that understanding comes great change. Absolutely. So tell me about some of the modalities that you use to help people shift their energy. 
I have um, a multitude of things that I do, and it's throughout the decades have sort of developed into its own <laughs> modality. I read emotional energy. I can see sort of what is creating blocks or obstacles within people's fields. And I love to teach people how to do that for themselves. I feel like my work here is to empower other people. So I don't want to create dependencies on one person or the other. I want people to be able to get into their own stuff and be able to see and work. Because when you can understand your own inner worlds, you are you know, limitless. You're unstoppable. Yep. And you're not reliant on someone else's input, but you're getting more in touch with your own intuitive process. So... There's a multitude of ways that I do that with people. And it it's sort of, it's catered with my, within my private work. It's catered to that specific person. There's specific obstacles within my group work. It's really focusing on teaching them what's in their way. How to identify those things? How to identify the limiting beliefs, the triggers, all of the things that people typically struggle with, but they're so caught up in the experience of it that they don't understand that they can actually do something to change it. You know, so I know that was a lot of... <laughs> No, that was helpful. Around the, okay. <laughs> no, it's really helpful. And I'm going to ask you some specifics in a minute. But another yeah. question came to me. And I mean, oftentimes when someone comes to me for a session, right, I will always say to them, because what I do a lot is provide guidance. And I'll always tell people, look, your guidance is going to come out of my mouth yeah. for you. And it's up to you to feel and feel into what resonates, what fits, mm-hmm. what makes you go, ah, And most of my clients, I'm really lucky because I kind of preach to the choir. So most of my clients get that and they feel that and they know what what I mean by that. But I think a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people don't know, what do you mean like feel into it? So so how do people get in touch with that felt sense? Because it really is, it's, you can't think about it. It's not a thought. It's a full body knowing experience. Mm -hmm. Do you help people with that to sort of tune in and I do. I do. It is an experiential process. And, you know, when people come, typically speaking to when clients come to see me and our first discovery session, and it's all about the details and this happened and that happened, this person said this and this person said that. And one of the first things I teach is to stop focusing on the details, stop focusing on the external stuff, because nothing of what you need resides outside of yourself. So draw your focus back in. How does this make you feel? So even just thinking about the direction of where your energy is going and to start to stop kind of, you know, withhold that outpouring and instead turn it in and say, what am I feeling in here? How is this affecting me? What, you know, trigger is surfacing within this experience? So it's it's a consistency and a dedication back to self is what I teach. And so, but it really is such a habitual behavior to respond that way. So it's just kind of, you know, teaching people to catch yourself when you find yourself doing that and give yourself, you know, compassion about it. This is just a habit. It's it's something you've been doing for a long time. So it's okay if you still do that sometimes, but just, you know, ease yourself back in and say, what am I feeling within? So it is just a consistency and a dedication back to self, which makes a huge difference. Perfect. And so shifting back to the topic of relationships, right? Mm -hmm. How does this apply when you're working with someone who's, and we haven't really talked about what it means to be in a toxic quote unquote relationship, but when someone's in a relationship that's not working for them, how would you help them through using the tools that you just mentioned? Yeah. So typically a lot of people will be focusing on their partner, the expectations of that person. And what happens a lot in say a toxic relationship, and we can define that a little bit more, but typically what happens is the person who is sort of living in a way that is kind of unhealthy, 
So we can call unhealthy toxic, you know, you can kind of switch the words. But typically the people who are in a lot of resistance to their healing, they will have a lot of wounds and a lot of deep stuff that's happening, but they're unwilling or not ready to get into that. So you'll find that those people typically project onto their partner, family members, whomever. So the recipients of that projection can be the ones to experience that person's wounds, like them dumping their wounds onto that person. So that's really unhealthy to take responsibility for another person's stuff. So if you find yourself with a lot of expectations from your partner, wounds that just never seem to heal, this deep well of need that just seems like a consistent thing that feels really draining, things like that, I would, you know, kind of implore you to look in and say, how much am I giving? How much am I honoring my needs and myself versus how much am I really living for the expectations of someone else who's just not really doing their work? And it doesn't make them bad. It just makes them maybe not healthy for you right now. And until they start to learn to take responsibility for their own stuff, it leaves a really deep imbalance in any relationships that they enter into. Beautiful. That was just so well put. And I think too, you know, we often think about toxic relationships in terms of like someone who's narcissistic or someone who has different issues like that. But from what you're saying, Jean, I think also any relationship between any two people that are bonding on the level of their wounding and taking responsibility for each other or not just taking responsibility for themselves in the relationship is a toxic relationship, right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's imbalanced at, right? at least. <laughs> at yeah. Very least. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I could imagine there's a spectrum too. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens, there is definitely, what happens is if you are imbalanced within yourself, you will draw in the counterbalance <laughs> of Correct. that in a partner. So that's why, you know, with the work that we do, we always encourage people to get into your stuff because the more you understand what's happening in there, the less likely you'll be blown over by someone else who comes in or trying to fill in that spectrum where you might be lacking. So right. overgivers will typically always attract overtakers, <laughs> you know? So when you stop doing those things and you start to become balanced within your own needs, then all of a sudden what you draw in also becomes very different. So yeah. that's why, you know, it's always so important to go within. I think too, sometimes, because right now we're at a period of change where so many people are on such a rapid spiritual journey. And I just, you know, even with my own client base, I'll see these changes that are just remarkable. And I know I've experienced, I often say I've experienced like 12 lifetimes in this body. (laughs) At least. At (laughs) least. Yes. But I know that as we, an up level, I mean, it's not, it's not a hierarchy, but as you get more in touch and as you get more awoke and as you get more conscious, not everyone is going to move at the same pace. And so sometimes that too can create imbalances in the external relationships where we have to look out there and say, is this still working for me? Mm-hmm, exactly. And a lot of times, you know, people are in that space where do I leave this person? Do we stay? And if you are on the ascension path or the evolutionary path, if you are aligned with someone who is also on their own path, typically speaking, you're going to be okay. You might leapfrog over each other. Well, one person's really doing a lot of work, the other one's kind of coasting, and then you kind of take turns. A lot of couples that I work with I find that they do that a lot when one's really in it in their stuff, the other one's kind of holding space and offering support, and then it's the other one's turn, you know. So that is a beautiful part of things. But if you have, you know, one party who just really is kicking and screaming, digging their heels and wanting to stay stuck, and you're wanting to move, 
how you evolve and you're moving forward, you, you'll feel that stretch, you know, of really wanting to move forward, but almost like you're tethered to that person. So you can, it's it's very limiting or harder sometimes to move forward with that other person that's kind of anchored in. So you have to decide, you know, what you want to do at that point, if you're just going to sort of release ties and move forward. And if that happens, you can always invite that person to join you when they're ready to, it doesn't have to be, you know, an end all thing for the relationship. But definitely, I would always recommend following your own path. I mean, that's why we're here. And if anyone is standing in the way of your evolutionary process, I would absolutely question how much benefit you're receiving from that relationship. And likewise, back to them as well, because I really believe when something's not serving you, in that deepest sense, it's not serving anyone. Correct. Right? Because there's always that perfect synchronicity where when we do, in the highest sense, what is aligned for us, we're giving mm-hmm. everyone else the experience they need to. You can't hurt anyone that way in any meaningful way that counts. So true. So true. I love to say, you know, when you do things for your highest good, you also do for the other's highest good. Yes. And I had a a question. It was a really valid question. This woman, she says, well, if I do for my highest good and I leave, you know, my toxic relationship, that's not for his highest good because he's going to be lacking of my attention, my blah, blah, blah. And I said, in this realm, it might appear that way. (laughs) Right. in the more expansive realms, the soul spirit realms, as you evolve, you are also giving him permission to do what he needs to do for himself without the reliance on you in this realm. So a lot of times I I call it kind of opposite day sometimes with 3D in this dimension that we're living in this density and compared to spirit, there's always good stuff happening in spirit. And while it might appear in this way, oh, I'm, I'm hurting that person if I say no or whatever, you're actually doing them a service because you're encouraging their own growth as well. So that's one thing that sometimes people that haven't yet explored a lot of the the outer dimensional experiences to kind of keep in mind as you're moving through those types of things. Yeah, no, that's beautifully, beautifully put. And I think it's so important. And I think the overgivers of the world who tend to be my clients. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> maybe yours too, yep, right? Yep. I wonder why that is. Like attracts like by any chance? Yes, for sure. <laughs> I'm reformed, I hope. Yeah, works in progress. But the overgivers of the world, right, have this belief and until we fix it that because maybe I have more awareness, because I have more kindness or more love or more compassion, you know, it means that I need to make up where everyone else is lacking. And they need me, right? Because I see this person doesn't understand compassion and this person can't take care of themselves and I can solve that problem for you. Mm -hmm. And so we think because we have that awareness that we're supposed to do something about it and we're supposed to get in that other person's space and fix it for them. But that does them a disservice because it doesn't give them the opportunity to get to a place where they're like, wait, something's not working. I'm not comfortable. Where are my resources? Right. It totally can disempower someone else if you continue to do the work for them. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, something else that's coming through, and I'm curious what you think about this, but what my guides are reminding me is that those of us who feel that we're on this awakening path, or I think you called it an ascension path, Mm -hmm. sometimes think that everyone's on that path with us. And I think in the highest sense, that's probably true. But I remember early on, one of my teachers telling me, and I never got it, but I'm starting to get it now, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. everyone's not doing what you're doing. Everyone's not here just to grow. Like We're all here to do very different things. And we all are coming in with different resources and different levels of awareness. And so you know that partner or 
friend or whoever that's maybe, you know, doesn't seem like they want to get with the program, that might not be their path. Correct. Yeah. That's been coming through a lot lately. I work with a lot of healers and light workers and light warriors and all these people that are really, you know, the thought leaders and we're trying to make a difference in the world. So we, you know, there was a, a program that was running that we needed to save everybody. And we're focusing on the people who aren't on that path. <laughs> we're like, why aren't you waking up? Why aren't you listening? <laughs> and it's so much effort and exhausting effort for someone who maybe didn't choose the path that we're walking. So I've been encouraging people that are in the thought leader process to really focus on those that are ready to move in that way, because we can do our jobs much more efficiently when we're focusing on the correct demographic and audience. And there's no right or wrong way. In fact, I just made a video about this this morning on my YouTube channel. There's no right or wrong way to how people are experiencing this pathway. And it's really to honor wherever the other people are on their path and knowing that whatever is resonant and true to you, just give yourself full permission to do that without meeting other people's expectations and give them the full, you know, honest truth of, of I honor you and your path, you know, and the more that we can start to just show compassion and love and understanding, even if we might not understand why they're on that path or why they chose that to understand that they know what's best for them. It's sort of liberating and freeing because we drop off the responsibility to drag everybody forward that just didn't sign up for that, (laughs) you know? Amen. And I think a lot of people too, you know, especially when you're new to this or, you know, sometimes we have some childhood conditioning around this too, where we feel that unseen or unheard. And so we keep going again and again to the people that are not seeing us and aren't hearing us and like yelling in their face, see me, hear me. When there's a lot of people out there that will resonate with your message, you don't have to worry about the ones who aren't ready or aren't interested or aren't on that path. Mm-hmm. It's so much better to feel into your own truth and your own power. And then you'll attract the people in that, you know, gel with that. And and then you'll get that validation most likely, but not because you're out chasing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You never, anything that you chase. <laughs> right. Because you're, you're feeling into it and then you find those people, you know, that are ready to hear what you are ready to share. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that you can align with yourself, the more experiences come in to match that. And so, you know, I think people need validation sometimes before it wants to come in. But if you can feel your own truth already in the present moment, the validation eventually comes in and it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just, you know, you continue to get that. But and as humans, you know, it, validation is great because our, our mental bodies get in the way and, you know, what if, and are we on, on the right path and what are we doing? And so to have that validation coming in is definitely reassuring. But the more that you can sort of trust in the process, trust with what you feel, as long as you're acting and moving in ways that support the good feelings and the positive aligned feelings, you'll get the validation. So the trust itself needs to sort of be the validation until you can see it coming into this this dimension. Absolutely. That was so well put. And I think, again, if you're chasing it, if you're looking for it, you're in your mind. Absolutely. And I tell people all the time with intuition, I think the most important piece, and for me, intuition is tapping into the gifts of your soul. Mm -hmm. So it's that inner wisdom, that inner knowing that keeps you on track. Or I use the term often spiritual GPS. But mm-hmm. I often teach people with intuition, right? It's it's about moving into that space of the unknown. You have to get comfortable there because that's where all the gold is. Yes. And so I think you're almost, you're saying the same kind of thing. We have to, mm-hmm. in order to change, in order to grow, in order to hear our highest guidance, we have to move into that space of uncertainty and unsureness. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's what keeps us stuck a lot of times is if we can't see, then we paralyze and we get paralyzed. We don't move. And then what good does that do you to just stagnate? None. Yeah. (laughs) I've worked with so many clients over leaving relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes because the way that I work is I'm, I'm very free. Like people come, they go as they need me. I always trust my clients to know the process. So sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll work with someone over a period of time and then they'll disappear, you know, oftentimes because they went back to said spouse Mm. or partner (laughs) and they, you know, they think I have a judgment about it, which I never do. Yeah. But it, it can often be this sort of, I get a little out of my comfort zone and then I get afraid and I come back. And I stretch mm-hmm. a little further and then I get afraid and come back. And I've seen, you know, people stretch this out over months, years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- this isn't a criticism either. I respect that process. Sometimes change is slow or it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be slow. It can be really freaking quick. Right. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we stretch slowly because it feels like really overwhelming. And oftentimes, you know, we bond with these people based on kind of deep trauma wounds. Right. Right. And so mm-hmm. your inner child or that part that's hurting, that's grabbing onto that other person, that inner child's really afraid to let go. Right. And there are always lessons when you're in a relationship. If you feel compelled not to finalize it yet, there's something calling from your soul that says, we're not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that too, for sure. You know? So if you find yourself going back there, you know, look for the lessons, extract the lessons, because you don't have to go back to suffering for the sake of suffering or habit, you know, right. but when you take the perspective of what am I supposed to be learning here, then all of a sudden you start to see the positive of it, the potential of it. And then you realize I'm, I'm done here. I've, I've learned my lesson. I'm good. I don't need to keep going back. They're revisiting this lesson over and over and over. You know, they say lessons will repeat themselves until we learn them. It's like, yeah, we get that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, but until, so when you start asking, what's the lesson, you don't have to continue to repeat things until you finally get it because you're, you're proactively working in that direction to help yourself. Yeah. Amen. That's beautiful. (laughs) I love that. Um, But I do think it's a process and I really think it's important to wherever you are with respect to relationships or any issue, you know, it's, it's like you said before, it's so important to be kind to yourself. It is absolutely. And I think that that's one main thing that is really into our awareness now is, you know, the self care and all of this. And it's kind of a buzzword now. And I think it can kind of get lost in that translation of, oh, self care, we're eating, we're <laughs> getting a massage once a year. We're, you know, it's like all these really kind of superficial things. But for me, self care is soul care. You know, when you're taking care of those deep levels of self, really deeply honoring your needs, your desires, your wants, all of that, I think, is is true and deep soul care. And I think that that's a process, absolutely, of what we're practicing right now because we it's been really distant from how we've been living. Right. Well, I think people often may think about what I do and they think in terms of action and they think in terms of checklists. When again, it's the same thing you you started off saying. It's about feeling into how do I want to feel. Mm-hmm. And pursuing that and feeling into that, that's self-care. Yes. Right? Self-care is looking, how do I want to feel? What will make me feel good? What is my soul craving right now? It's the kinesthetic kind of knowing mm-hmm. what's needed. It's not necessarily like I'm going to pick up a book and you know, self-care is eating five green vegetables a day. I love green vegetables. Eat them if you feel it. Sometimes self-care is eating an ice cream cone, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, again, the translation between what the head thinks we want 
versus what we actually want, it could vary a little bit. And I was realizing that a couple of years ago, I was making some decisions based on something that I once wanted. And then when I got these things, I was like, I don't really want this anymore. It was just something I believed that I wanted before. But now that I've arrived here, this really doesn't fit. So I always encourage people to sort of look into the present, what feels good now, not what felt good a couple of weeks ago, what you thought right. you wanted in the past, because you're a different person now. And this, right. what you want now might be very different than what you wanted, you know, not even that long ago. So check in with the present and it's easy that way. It's a simplified version of life is when you can check in with the present moment and decide, does this feel good to me? Yeah. And you know what? Tomorrow, if it doesn't, you can deviate. You can detour from it, take a different pathway. But right now, this feels good. I'm going to move in that direction. And the more you can trust in that, you know, what you feel and moving, the more you learn to trust yourself. There's so many people that don't trust themselves, think, oh, I made bad decisions. I ended up in this place. It was that experience sucked. I'm never doing that again. And they stop trusting themselves. But when you can start to extract the lessons from those experiences, you know you were led to those things for a very specific reason. And that you start to build trust in, oh my gosh, I was listening because look at all that I gained from that experience. And when you can start to trust yourself again, decisions are so much easier to make. Right. And I think that you made such a good point because a lot of people feel, because we do have free will and we do make a choice. We do make choices all the time. I mean, that is what life is about. And when we find ourselves in a situation that our ego or our small mind doesn't like, we immediately think, well, we messed that one up. Mm-hmm. And it's always been the teaching for me is there are actually in the highest level, no mistakes at all. There are just different choices that you can make. And some are easier than others for sure, but they all lead to fruitful experience. And so if you can bring yourself back to where I am now, it's okay a little bit to look and say, maybe if I had turned left, I would have had a different mm-hmm. experience than if I'd turned right. But by the way, you know, you don't actually know what would have happened if you turned the other direction. It might have it might have led to another <laughs> set of encumbrances, right, or difficulties. <laughs> but it's it's okay to be curious about that. But it's also, I think, really important to be where you're at now and trust yourself that you're making a series of choices. And wherever you wind up, you're where you're supposed to be. And the more you can cultivate that trust and cultivate, as you said, a trust in that deeper knowing. Because usually a lot of our missteps don't come from our deeper knowing, right? So the more we can learn to align with that deeper knowing, the more the choices that we make are going to feel mostly good. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, so many people are focused on the destination. And so because we didn't end where we thought we did, we consider that a failure, you know? And it's like everything is just experience and just practice. And when you can think of, I'm just going to extract as much satisfaction out of every single experience that that I encounter it's kind of relieving, you know, there's so much less pressure to have to do it right or know what you're doing when you've never done something before. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's just practice. It's just having an experience, see what happens. You learn from it, you grow from it and you take a different path if you didn't like that experience. You know, it really can be much more simplified. I love that. It's so freeing. It is. (laughs) So Jean, I ask everybody this question on the show. How do you experience your intuition? It's for me, it's definitely a visceral sensation where things come in and I know exactly it's a it's a yes or it's an absolute no. But that's something that I've practiced 
because I used to not trust myself either. And things would come in and I would feel in a deep state of confusion. Is this for me? Is this not for me? I can't feel you know, what feels right because I was operating through all the old programs, which were telling me and leading me one way, which was contradictive to my intuitive process. So the more I started to clear that congestion of the old and really align with my true center, when things come in now, I can recognize this is for me or not for me. So it's definitely been a practice and continues to be a practice, continuing to tune in deeper and deeper to what I want, what I need, and drawing in those things and recognizing them when they show up. I love that. And, you know, I often teach about my own journey with connecting with my intuition. I really do feel that a lot of, brings us back to what you were saying at the beginning, but a lot of connecting with, you know, our soul and that deeper knowing and that deeper wisdom is about clearing out the gunk, Mm -hmm. clearing out the stuff that's been blocking you because it's been there all along. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, of making it a little bit clearer so that you can really feel into that connection. Absolutely. Completely agree. Yeah. Jean, if people want to work with you, find you, learn more about you, tell us your offerings, what you do and how they can do that. Yeah, you can find me on my website at jeanatman.com. I do list uh, some you know, private work, my course, I have a limitless course, which I'm offering right now. And that course, I'm, I'm just seeing such profound effects within people. It really teaches people how to identify those limiting beliefs. What is actually fitting in your experience and what isn't? You know, When triggers come in, how to respond to those, how to translate what they're actually trying to show you and say to you. Um, that inner critic voice, which is so loud in so many people, It's just this cruel voice that's always kind of cutting you down. And I teach people how to activate sort of a cheerleader within. Because think about how much you could accomplish with consistent support in your life. And if you can tap into that within, you become unstoppable. And then further on in the course, I get into things like abundance blocks, the art of receiving, love, you know, what's preventing you from finding the exact relationships that you want. But we really need to reconfigure that foundation before we can start to bring things in in a different platform. So that's on my um, website as well. I offer a free training on there called How to Stop Limiting Beliefs from Sabotaging Your Future. So people can check out that webinar. And I also have a YouTube channel that I upload videos, inspired thoughts, and just different little dialogues that come through that I want to share. So you can also find me on YouTube. Awesome. All right. And can you say your website for everyone? I don't think you did. We'll have it all in the notes, but some people just like to do it with their ears. Yeah. Yeah. It's jeanatman.com. J-E-A-N-A-T-M-A-N.com. All right. That should be pretty easy to find. Awesome. (laughs) And of course, as always, we'll have all of these links in the notes as well. Jean, this was an amazing conversation. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. I know. (laughs) Same here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate connecting. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you everyone for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels. 
on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on The Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.